Konnichiwa from College Hill. This is the Warshack Japan update from the 14th of September 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Japan. Japan's Emperor Naruhito issued a statement on Friday the 9th expressing his deep sorrow and heartfelt condolences over the death of Britain's Queen Elizabeth II. The Emperor also noted that the Queen had always taken a warm attitude towards relations between the two countries. And paid attention to ties between the British royal family and the Japanese imperial family. The emperor expressed his deep gratitude for the queen's solicitude during his days at Oxford. Emperor Naruhito is expected to attend the queen's state funeral. Sources close to the matter say that the government and the imperial household agency say the attendance of Empress Masako will depend on her health condition. If the emperor attends, it will be the first overseas trip since he came to the throne. Britain was supposed to be the emperor's first foreign destination, but this plan was postponed due to the coronavirus pandemic. The Imperial Household Agency says the emperor, the empress, the emperor emeritus, and the empress emerita entered a mourning period of three days on Friday the 9th. Moving on, Russia handed over the bodies of three people believed to have been in a tour boat that sank off Hokkaido earlier this year. The Japanese Coast Guard received the bodies on Friday the 9th at a port at Sakhalin Island in Russia's Far East. The following day, the bodies arrived at the port of Ataru in Japanese northernmost prefecture in Hokkaido. Back in April, the tour boat Kazu 1 was carrying 26 people when it sank off the Shiritoko Peninsula. 15 people have been confirmed dead, 11 remain unaccounted for. According to the DNA tests carried out by Russian authorities, three of the bodies were passengers of the sunken ship. Japanese officials planned further tests to confirm the identities of the deceased. Two of the bodies were found on Kunishiri Island, one of the four Russian held islands claimed by Japan, while the other was recovered on the southern coast of Sakhalin. In some diplomatic news, a video conference was held on Thursday the 8th at Biden's urging. The leaders of eight countries attended the meeting, including Japanese Prime Minister Kishida and some of a group of seven or G7 member states. The G7 is an intergovernmental political forum consisting of Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United Kingdom, and the United States. However, France's president did not participate in the conference. In the meeting, the participants reaffirmed their willingness to work together to respond to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The leaders agreed to continue to support Ukraine and to maintain robust sanctions against Russia, and to work closely together to ensure stable supplies of energy and food. Kashida also talked about Russia's recent moves in the Indo Pacific region. He stressed that it's important to reach out to the countries that have taken a neutral position. He also mentioned that Japan is going to chair the G7 meetings next year. He said he is determined to try to bolster unity among the G7 members and their partner countries in order to deal with the Russians' invasion of Ukraine. Speaking of Russia, a survey showed that more than 20% of Japanese companies doing business in Russia have either withdrawn or suspended their activities in the country. The Japanese External Trade Organization, or JETRO, surveyed 202 companies in late August. 
more than six months after Russia launched its invasion of Ukraine. 107 firms responded. Around 5% of them said that they already had left or have decided to leave Russia, while almost 18% said that they had suspended their operations. The main reasons for withdrawing were disruptions or delays in logistics and reputational risks. So now, around 23% of firms have decided to cease operations, while in a similar survey conducted in late March, only a little over 6% of respondents had decided to stop working in Russia. Still, almost 32% of respondents said that they only partially responded operations, while around 46% said that business in Russia hasn't changed. Many companies apparently are finding it difficult to withdraw considering how much they already invested. Jetro says more Japanese companies will be withdrawing from Russia in the future, since as the conflict drags on, it becomes more difficult for businesses to sit idly by and watch as the situation develops. And on related news, Sunday the 11th marks 10 years since the Japanese government purchased some of the Sankaku Islands in Okinawa Prefecture from a private Japanese owner. According to the government, they acquired ownership of three Senkaku Islands in the East China Sea in order to manage the islands peacefully on a long-term basis. Even though Japan controls the islands, China and Taiwan lay claim to them. The Japanese government says the islands are an inherent part of the country's territory in terms of history and international law. The executives say there is no issue of sovereignty to be resolved over them. Beijing reacted sharply to the transfer of ownership. Chinese government vessels have since entered Japan's territorial waters around the islands repeatedly. Meanwhile, Japan and China will mark the 50th anniversary of normalization of diplomatic ties on the 29th of September. On that note about China, the commander of the U.S. Army Pacific has stressed the importance of strengthening coordination with Japan and other Indo-Pacific nations in order to create a counter to increasingly assert China. General Charles Flynn spoke at a news conference in Tokyo on Friday the 9th. He has asked about China's military pressure on Taiwan, including large-scale drills the country staged last month following the U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taipei. Flynn says that he believes that China has shown the world how much military power it has, but, quote, in an irresponsible way. He referred to joint exercises the U.S. military has been staging with Japan and other countries in the Indo-Pacific region. The Army General said that multinational drills are based on the U.S. network of allies and partners and that he believes that joint training and exercises are, quote, the greatest counterweight that we have, end quote, against China's behavior. Flynn also said such exercises increase interoperability and will have a deterrent effect on China. As we mentioned in previous shows, Japanese prosecutors suspect that former Tokyo Games Organizing Committee executive Takahashi Akayuki received bribes from major publishers Kandokawa under the pretext of consulting fees. Akayuki was served a arrest warrant on Tuesday the 6th on the suspicion of accepting 76 million yen, around 530,000 US dollars, in bribes from senior Kanawawa officials for enabling the publisher to choose as a sponsor of the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics. Katakawa signed contracts of a company headed by Fukame Kazumasa, an acquaintance of Haruyuki, 
after the publisher was chosen as the game's official sponsor in 2019. Kazumasa was arrested on suspicion of serving as an accomplice to Hakuyuki. The contracts required Kondokawa to pay consulting fees to Kazumasa's firm for advice regarding the Expo 2025 in Osaka and integrated resort projects featuring casinos. The prosecutors suspect the Harayuki received the bribes by using the contracts as camouflage. However, Harayuki has denied all allegations. On the topic of law enforcement, police officers and other officials have stepped up security at Tokyo's Haduna Airport in the run-up to state funeral of former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe later this month. Many foreign dignitaries are expected to attend the funeral set for 27th of September at Nippon Budokan as central Tokyo. Recall that Abe was shot and killed on the 8th of July while giving an election campaign speech. And to close this edition, a Japanese government task force has announced new measures to help businesses and households that are struggling with inflation. The measure includes a cash handout of 50,000 yen, about $350, to every household that is exempt from paying resident taxes. The money is intended to offset soaring energy and food prices. Prime Minister Kashida says the government will continue to take bold action to support the public, and he instructed ministers to compile new economic measures by this fall. And that's it for this week. Did you know that we do other stuff apart from these updates? One of them is called our Hoursies. They're a way that you can put up to 16,000 words of text on your computer and turn that into a charming little booklet to carry around your back pocket. It's hard to describe, but if you like zines or dislike screens, but half stuff you want to read, go over to warshock.com and click our hour zines at the top of the menu, or head to the link in our show notes. Try it out, it's free. And let us know what you think at podcast at warshock.com. Matane!